I met Eric Brown a long time ago when we were both coaches at the Rosedale Jets Youth Football Organization. And that was a long time ago. Since then, he's got him some grown kids of his own. You're going to find that he's a granddad. He also organizes men's retreats so that men can get some good discussion in with each other. We need to keep our men strong. And of course, he's DJ Dog Time. Hopefully we'll see him on that uh, Facebook live stream. But in the meantime, he stopped in the chat. JLP number six with Mr. Eric Brown. What's good? I'm hanging in there, bro. How you been? I'm trying to get like you, man. <laughs> you don't want to be like me. <laughs> 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 I saw you. I saw you getting your getting your workout in. in yeah, your, trying uh, to. Looks like in your garage, right? Yeah, yeah. I put the floor down because I was working out in the garage, but my knees my knees couldn't take it. Oh. So I I ordered the um the padding and just put it down. And okay, being at the gym was closed what four months now. You know, four months. Wow. So just gotta make do. With what absolutely, I got. absolutely. <laughs> you got the dumbbells though, and that's 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 one thing I didn't uh, I didn't think about getting myself just a set of dumbbells. Yeah, that's important, man. You know, I had those. Uh, I bought those about in '05. Okay, I bought them when they first came out. My my sons had it in high school, and I took them back when they was done. Okay, and um, they come in handy. It, it's it goes from uh, five pounds to fifty two pounds. Okay, okay, so it's a good that, workout. Yeah. yeah, yeah, between that and the resistance bands, mm-hmm. and uh, what I do is I just go um, higher reps with like thirty second rest in between. Okay. Rather than heavy, you know, heavier weights and like rather than heavier weights, right? Yeah, right. And and that's it. Just try to get it done the best I can. <laughs> you know, it's amazing how once we got thrown out of our, we all got thrown out of our routine. Yes. And how hard it is to sort of like get yourself a new routine. Mm-hmm. Like my my nutrition and workouts were on point when I had to go to work. When yeah. I had to pack my food, yep. when I knew, okay, I'm going to the gym between this time and that time, that was it. I wasn't even thinking about it. Yeah. Just go ahead yeah. and do it. All of a sudden, you got all this freedom to do it, and I can't get my ass out of bed to go yeah. to go outside. I got a beautiful park outside. I could just go outside <laughs> and do a workout, and it takes me so – I like I got to play this thing in my head that says, look, you really need to get your butt out there. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. do a 30-minute workout and say, no, nah, yeah, well, I yeah. can't. I can't. I, you know, this is, oh, man. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Once you get – it's tough once you get taken out of your norm. Yeah, you got to find that new norm. At first, if, it's te- if it's temporary, all right, whatever. But this is the new norm, so it's like yeah. you just got to get with it. Yeah, and, and if we're able to go back in any capacity, just incorporate that back into your new norm. Absolutely, and, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> Absolutely, my nutrition went to crap. I Mine just, too. I just started like last week. I just realized, hey, look, there's no reason. My brother and I were talking about this before. It's like, you know what? You're going in the fridge all the time. You're not hungry. You're, you're bored. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. that's what it is, <laughs> you know? And when you had those constraints on you, you didn't, you know, you didn't, you didn't think about it. But now, not at all. you know, you're not doing anything. So I'll make a sandwich. Yeah. You know? And that's how it, you, you're watching the show. The commercial comes on. Let me go see what's, yeah. the, let me go see yeah. what's in the fridge. <laughs> Again. Like maybe something changed the last half hour that I walked in there. <laughs> Maybe I missed something. Yeah. Well, you know you're going to be home. Let, let me get let me get a few bags of chips. Oh, yeah. let me get some cookies. Oh, they got a two for, two for five and a two for oh, <laughs> you know. 
and next thing you know, it's all downhill. Is your is your is your family good? Yeah, all is well. All okay. is well, thank good. God. And how about yours? Everybody's fantastic, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic good. by the grace, yeah. Hey, Amen. So, uh, yeah, it's it's good. It's just um, the the new norm. Being cautious, you know. I'm back at work, and okay. um, you know, I've I've always been a um, a germaphobe anyway. Oh, really? So, so now it's just more acceptable, you know. <laughs> okay. So now, yeah. So now you're not the only one. I'm not the only one. Uh huh. How, um, how long you How long you been back at work? I've been back at work uh, a month. Okay. Yeah, a month. Now, before that, did they what? Did they like? Were you like laid off? Were you furloughed? Furloughed. You... Okay. Yeah. Were you like one of those people who get more money off of uh, unemployment than you were working? Well, not more in the overall big picture, but mm-hmm. as far as you know, your take home and stuff like that. And once you don't have to pay for your railroad ticket and this and that, it kind of yeah. balances out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it kind of balances out. I didn't realize how much money I was spending simply from commuting. Yeah. You know, simply it's from a lot. like, you know, the railroad ticket and then, you know, stopping grabbing you a cup of coffee. And, and yes, you know, maybe you go grab, you know, lunch with a friend here and there. It adds up. Like that. All of a sudden I see this number at the end of the month and I'm like, wait a minute, where does where did all this money come from? You yeah. mean I had all this money <laughs> there? And it's, and it's gone? And it's gone. I didn't think about show. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's amazing. Even when I were, it, with our general spending, if everyone actually like um held on to receipts or you know you make a spreadsheet and look at your spending, yeah. you'll be surprised at what you spend money on and how that, it adds up. How it adds up because you know? it's yeah, because you nickel and dime it during You're the nickel and dime of the month. Yep. And then I mean I gotta, you know, God bless my wife. My wife is she's she's the one who's more in tune with like finances and you know, really got me on like, you know, making a budget and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And finally one day she threw down this number. Like last year, she says, look, this is how much money you spent last year. Just just going to the just going to a bar, (laughs) just going to a bar. And it was like like nine thousand dollars. And I was like, holy shit. And it's just it just never dawned on me, you know, because it's 40 bucks here. It's 30 bucks here. Yes. Yes. But all of a sudden I saw, wait a minute, that's nine thousand dollars. I could have put in the bank. That's nine thousand dollars. I could have saved. We could have saved up. This could have been in my 401k. This could Absolutely. Been, you know? Yep. <laughs> it's amazing, man, when you think of it that way. And you have it to is. think of it that way. You, you got to think of it. Every, every dollar. I heard this dude. I don't know if you um if you listen to this guy, uh, uh, Dave Ramsey. Mm-mm. But um, he, he made a statement that I thought was kind of cool. He said, you know what? Every dollar you bring in has an assignment. Every dollar wow. you have has a job to do. Has a job to do. And it's Dave, either. It's a Dave Ramsey? Yeah. Write that down. Yeah. It's like every dollar has an assignment. So you're either, you know, you're either buying groceries, you're either getting rid of debt with it, you know, you're either building something with it, but every, you know, it's not just like hanging out, waiting for you to do something. <laughs> yeah. Every, every dollar's got a job to do and you got to put, you got to put it to work. Yeah. And we, it's about, we have to learn the difference between spending and investing. Yeah. And, it, and it's like most of the money that we have, we spend it. Yep. When it's supposed to be invested, and then you spend what's left. We spend whatever and try to invest what's left, and it's, yeah. it, it doesn't work out in, for the long haul. I have a coworker. Um, a few years ago, he had uh, I don't know if it was like ulcers, but something happened. So he had to, he had to give up smoking. Okay. So he was able to do it. So he stopped smoking, and then he realized between his cigarettes, they you know pack and a half a day, whatever it was, mm-hmm. and also he will always play a lotto when he go to buy the cigarettes. He said when he stopped smoking. 
he say he was say he was saving eight hundred dollars a month. Eight hundred dollars. That's a part time job. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, eight hundred dollars just from smoking. Lotto. Yeah. Yep, ridiculous. And lotto, and I, I try to tell people to stop playing lotto. <laughs> I try to tell people to stop. I mean, okay, everybody wants their shot, but mm -hmm. you know, if you notice, you know, lotto is only in certain neighborhoods. It ain't in. It's not in. You don't see it in rich people's neighborhoods. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's always that if you're middle class or under. Yeah. You can go ahead. You can go ahead and give the state. It, it'll some be money. right there. Exactly. Yeah. It'll be right there. Yeah, that's true. You know, I never, I never thought about that. <laughs> it is. There's so many things that are, that are just are not in certain neighborhoods. Payday loans. Yeah. I used when I was younger. When I was younger, I I thought payday loans was like the greatest thing ever. Mm -hmm. You know, ever invented. What? Yeah. You give me money now, and I just got to pay you back later. Sure, why not? And I was I was borrowing more to pay back. Yes, money. You get like, caught up in that cycle. Yeah, you get caught up in that cycle, and you're always broke. Yes. Yep. Always broke. You always have no money. Yeah. Because it's committed to somebody else. Yep. You know? It's, it's, it's tough. But those uh those things need to get out of business, man. <laughs> we need to get those people. We need to, I mean, I'm serious. I think I think, you know, as we like, you know, start looking at things and as yes. we're taking this time looking at things, I think we have to start looking at certain industries and saying, you know, you're really not helping yeah. our, our our communities. We, it'd be kind of a good thing if you would just go away. Yeah. You wouldn't be you around know, these anymore. things are our downfalls and yeah. you gotta go. Yeah. This this entity, this entity, this yeah. whatever it is, you just got to go. You got to go or at least change the way you do business. Yeah. So that it's a, so that it's a benefit uh, yes. uh, to your community. Yeah, you know? exactly. But everybody's but it, community. Tough. It is. Yeah. Tough. You know, like those are the fights we need to have. We don't I don't you know, I really don't care if you want to tear down a statue. That's know? that's not going to that's not going to help me. Yeah. No, it's They're not, not going to come that whatever that person did, good or bad, has already been done. Done. And it's like that's not going to affect me now. If if um, legislation was written into place, I want to see that ripped up and and, and ratified. But right. the statue and all of that, that's just that's just that's like a gimmick. Yeah, I mean, it is. <laughs> it's a show. It's a show. It's we a wanna show. Sh people want to show everybody how like how woke they are. Yes, you know. Yes, you know, and just it's 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 fruitless. It's it's not going to get you anywhere. Not at all. You know? not there's at some all. people. I don't know if you read this, but there's some people who now they want. Um, uh, statues of uh, Martin Luther King taken down. Really, I didn't hear yeah, that because he was he was apparently he was very much he was very vocal against the state of Israel. Okay, you know, uh, and our investing in the state of Israel. Mm -hmm. So they they dubbed him uh, anti semite. <laughs> and so, well, we can't have an anti semite uh, hanging up here. So wow, let's, let's get rid of it. You know, and it'll it'll never stop. It'll yeah. never end. Yeah, and it it'll never stop. And it will never accomplish anything. No. Yeah. So uh, it's I don't know. It's one of those things. It's, it's eye candy. That's that's doing no one any good. It just is my opinion. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. It does nobody any good. It makes you. It's one of those things that you you know you feel good. You feel good in the moment. It's like it's almost like kids having a tantrum. Yeah. You know, and you give them a piece of candy to keep that kid quiet. Yeah, know, and, and that, that's, that's it. A piece of candy, but it doesn't do anything. Yeah. You you would be more effective in saying, okay, this is. This is what this person did. Uh, George Washington, he was the first president. He mm -hmm. was he was this, he was that. But he also really didn't have wooden teeth. Those, yeah. those teeth were right. extracted from. Just tell the whole truth. Right. And, and let us take it for, for, for what it is. Yeah. That's that's more important than uh, ripping down the statue and this and that. Tell 
I, these people are part of our history, yes. Right. But just tell the whole story. Don't tell the one side of the story and like, that's okay. Yeah, it's almost like people feel, and unfortunately, it's a lot of white people who are trying to like, like, like trying to protect us, mm -hmm. like trying to say, "Hey, I'm on your side, so I want this statue taken down." Yeah, you, you know, you can't handle the, the, the whole. Truth. Like you said, you can't handle the truth <laughs> of what it is, you know. And people have just these strange notions about what. Th there's this guy, I forget his name, um, but he he puts out these YouTube videos, and what he does was he takes a narrative, right, and he gets. He asked somebody about something. So he went out to Berkeley, California, about uh, about um, our uh, our ID laws for voting. Is that okay. racist? And a lot of these people, a lot of young white kids said, yeah, it's racist. And the reasons they said was, well, you know, because a lot of times uh, people in these communities can't get ID and people in these communities don't have access to Internet and people in these communities can't, uh, you know, they don't have transportation to get back and forth. So he took those answers and went back he's from new york he went back to east harlem okay and talked to residents of east harlem and he says hey i was in california and they were saying that voter i uh voter id laws are racist because uh you have problems getting an id and they were like well, who's got problems getting an id Nobody, i don't have a problem <laughs> i don't have a problem getting an id you know so okay well then people have problems getting access to internet I said, what are you talking about I've, <laughs> I've had internet for like 30 years yeah. <laughs> you know? So we like we kind of like adopt ourselves in these narratives that just don't exist. Don't and exist. Yeah. I don't. I don't need you speaking for me. Correct. You know? Just can, hear me when I, just hear me when I speak for me. Right. Right. <laughs> Allow me to speak for myself and then listen to me. But I don't That's need it. you to do it. I'm good. I'm. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I get into arguments all the time. I try to tell people, "Hey, bro, I'm I'm free. I've I've been free for a while. I can you know some things I can handle. Trust me. Yeah. I'm good at it. I can do it." You know, it's unleashed, but nobody wants to do it. Everybody wants to do it for you. Yeah. You know, are you still, are you still in Queens? No, actually, I'm you in Massapequa. Okay. Yeah. Massapequa. I've been out further out than um, me. Yeah. I've been out here for um eight years. Okay. Yeah. All right. You like it out in Nassau County? I love it out here. Yeah. I never thought I would, I didn't want to leave Queens with the wife. She's from Long Island. She didn't want to come to Queens. So I said, <laughs> okay, it's. Uh, all right, I, I do the Long Island thing. We see how it works out. It's, it's, uh -huh. it, I love it out here. Yeah, yeah. It seems like Nassau County did a. To me, it, it, they seem to do a better job during this COVID thing too. Yeah. It just, it just I don't know. They just it, they just seem to like let people go ahead and figure out how you can you know get stuff done. Mm -hmm. And then if you know if we need to like throw the hammer down on you, okay, we'll throw the hammer down on you. But yeah, we won't start off by throwing the hammer down on you because what yes. they're doing and what they're doing in the five boroughs is, in my opinion, is kind of ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It seems kind of silly. It's it's tough because of the density in the five boroughs, also. Yeah, and it's like you gotta you gotta you gotta you have to earn a side that's you know you have to overdo it to get what you really want. Yeah. So it's 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 just it's tough. It's I've I said this all the time. I said De Blasio is it, it's interesting because everybody hates De Blasio. Yeah. Both sides. It's like both sides, yeah. Thugs and cops both hate De Blasio. I, I've never seen this before. Exactly. I've never seen this before in my life. But you could probably have the racist, the most racist cop and the biggest hood rat sit down and have a decent meal discussing what they don't like about the yes, body. Yes, yes. <laughs> and they probably get more accomplished. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, and are you, are you your kids are good? Your kids are oh, they're grown now. They what? what yeah. They got, do they have yeah. any families of their own? Are no, they that uh, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, old the oldest twin, Eric, his son um is getting ready to turn two on Monday. So you're a grandfather. Yeah, and also Ooh. my wife, two daughters from my wife. Um, they they each have a daughter. Okay. Yeah. Oh man. So the grandkids are six. Uh, what is it? Six, four months, and almost two. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Got grandkids. Wow. Yep. Yep. All right, Grandpa. So that's it. You a grandpa now? How's it feel to be a grandpa? It feels good. You know, Does it's, it feel it's different. It's, the, it's yeah. It's it's different because you know, as with your children, you want to make sure they're okay. So mm-hmm. now you have to make sure another another whole generation is okay. Mm-hmm. And even what your even what you're spending and your planning, you got to keep in mind you want to be in position to do things for that next yeah. generation. Because mm-hmm. uh, my father, he did it, he does a lot and has done a lot for um for our children, his his grandchildren. So I was like, okay, so I got to make sure I at least do a, what my father did for the grands for my grands. Right. And I got to do more. So it was like I'm strategizing now to make sure you know with the five twenty nine plans and right, right. little bank accounts and this and that and trying to see what their their God given gifts and talents are. Maybe mm-hmm. try to steer them a certain way. Uh, old granddaughter, she likes she will flip, she will walk on couches. She's like a natural gymnast. <laughs> she has no fear. She, uh-huh. And it's like just seeing those things and try to you know, all right, let's try to gear her towards that. Right. And, and just you know, just see what the national. Nat- you want people. The thing is. You want people to be happy and right. to be fruitful in what they like. Right. So if you if you can if you can push them to do something they like, you will have less of a problem with them. Yeah. Because that thing will always occupy their time. You know, it's so much a positive thing. That thing will always occupy their time. So if you can start that when they're young, that's mm-hmm. all they will know. And like yeah. with my sons, uh being they they was playing, they started playing sports at the age of six. You know, what a lot of us did. And sports always kept them. Um, walking the walking the straight and narrow. You gotta if you want to continue to play sports, you gotta do good in school. Right. You gotta right. clean your room. You gotta do this. You gotta be respectful. Right. If you want to go on this tournament, you gotta. So they always and they always and they have that discipline. You gotta get up at a certain time. You gotta be at this practice. You gotta do that. Yeah. And they're still the same way. Even you know at twenty seven years old, they really don't even hang out on the weekends because they they work out early. In, they work out early in the morning like me. Mm-hmm. So they they'll go out earlier. You know they have their fun, but they'll go out earlier. But in the that that Saturday morning, that Sunday morning, they up early, they they working out, right. and it all started from a young age. So um, that's good. Just just trying to just trying to set uh, help set a certain structure, mm-hmm. uh, help help set up a certain environment so they get used to you know things being done a certain way. Right. And um, that's that's pretty much it. So um, you know, with with a little love, the grandpa, the grandparents got to have a little, little extra love, a little extra, little leeway. extra love, yeah, little extra leeway, little, little spoil it, little spoil it, little spoil it, little spoil it. As long as everything is done the right way, you can do my spoil it. Exactly. Hey, look, I heard this, I heard this phrase one time, and I was like, "Yo, this is so deep." Like, you can either uh, raise your kids and spoil your grandkids. Or you can spoil your kids and raise your grandkids. It's, it's that simple. And I see that so pervasively now. Now that yeah. I'm old, it's amazing. Like how you, like you've lived a life and you see the same things, but that extra 20, 25 years says, "Oh shit, okay, yeah. that's that's what this is." Yeah. <laughs> you you mentioned your father. Your father was a was a pastor, right? He is. He's the, yeah. He's my pastor. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yep. And you and you followed in his footsteps. You're you're a pastor too. Well, I'm not a pastor. Uh-huh. Uh, 
I, I, I'm not going to say yet. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm just helping him to make it easier for him to pass the. Okay. I, I'll say it like that right now. Okay. Yeah. You've, you've, you, but you've taken the pulpit a couple times, have you? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm okay. All right. I am, an, I am an ordained elder. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you've put a lot in you, and you've put a lot of work in in, uh, in some of your men groups because I've I've seen you organize some some men's retreats and. Yes, and my, like my wife. She's been doing the um the women's retreat for about uh about eight years, eight eight okay. years or so. With sister, I got your back. Okay. So she actually uh uh so obviously the the sister's husbands was always asking, when is your husband going to be? Your I got husband? your back. Yeah. Or are you sitting home watching football? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> While I'm relaxing during those weekends, you know, <laughs> watching watching the playoffs and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so we started the men's ministry and it's good. And it's tough because, you know, men don't like to come out. Men don't like to talk. So you'll get yeah. a smaller group as with the women. But what I'm realizing now is um, that the, uh, with men, it doesn't have to be, OK, we're going to go to this place on this time. It could be a conversation like this. Yeah. You know, it don't yeah. have to be. We sometimes as men, we function better just one on one, just talking mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, you got to be there this this weekend, this time you may not be able to make it in. Just we just got to have a good dialogue more often as men, and yeah. also with, with different people. We got to, and you got to look at your circle, and make sure your circle is okay. Yeah, that's a big <laughs> one. That's a big one because if you got yeah, if you got a bunch of like bums and alcoholics in your circle, yeah, that's that's yeah. You're so, either gonna uh, be you're either gonna be you're either gonna feel alone or you're gonna join them. Yeah, one or one or the other. Yeah. Neither one is productive. Yeah, they what they say a shark a shark will only grow uh, eight inches in a fishbowl. But it'll grow eight feet in the ocean. In the ocean, yeah. Yeah. So you you are a product of your environment. So you got to make sure your environment is intact. Yeah. And not to say you have to not speak to anybody, but you may have to say, you know what? I may have to reach out to this brother right here and talk about this. Right. right. This person knows finances. This person knows this. This person yeah. knows this. And just you know, that's, that's that, and, and that's so important for men too because it seems like it, it seems like men are kind of like being attacked. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it seems like like the thing that makes you a man is kind of the thing that's that almost society is like questioning now. Yeah, that's true. You know, like that, you know, I, it, it can go overboard, of course, you know, but I mean, there's there's valid to a guy that kind of, you know, is willing to just, you know, burden it and put it and put it on his shoulders and, mm -hmm. and carry that load. And that's kind of, you know, what we're used to seeing. Yes. And now we're trying to say, OK, well, that guy is now. uh you know, he's 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 a toxic man or, or mm -hmm, something like mm -hmm. that. And I don't know. I think men feel out of place. I think I think a lot of men just feel out of place. <laughs> like like they, they don't know what they're supposed to be. Yes. You know, yes. Mm -hmm. they, they know that what I feel like I'm supposed to be. Yes. You know, but then when I do it, I get shit for it. So, yeah. <laughs> so you know, yeah, it, it, it can be very confusing and especially for young boys, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things you have to find that balance. As, as a man, I, I believe you're supposed to be able to bear certain things and do certain things. Uh, but also you have to understand if, 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 if it's raising your stress level, if, if you're not in your right mind, you have to talk to somebody at that time. Right. You just right. can't keep carrying a load that's just, un, you know, yeah. that's, uh, you know that, you, that you're not able to carry anymore. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, so it's, it's it's so hard to do because you think you you kind of think you're doing it by yourself and you kind of think you're the only yes. one doing it. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, when you start having conversations, when you start like talking to people, you <clears throat> begin to realize that no, you're kind of like one of a group. Yeah, absolutely. Who are who are feeling the same way? And it's it's important as a man to have a positive um, outlet 
Mm-hmm. Like with me, just just going to the gym, and that's one thing I miss about the gym. You know, just getting up. I had my headphones on, my hoodie on, which is like yeah. my blinders. I'm in my own world for that hour, hour and a half, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and it's just getting everything out. And I just going about my day. I'm I'm good. Yeah. So it's like you have to have that positive uh that outlet, whatever it may be. It, it helps just, you mentally. It helps you mentally oh, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what. Yeah. I when I started working out, I started working out first thing in the morning, and it just mm-hmm. it just made my day better. I just felt better all you day. Just feel long. better all day long. You know, yep. Every, it just there's a, there's like a clarity that that sort of came. Yes. After that, everything just mm-hmm. seemed clearer, you know. And I just I know there were times when I like you know you like your your mind is working on something and you're you got a little conflict going on in your head. You yeah. Know what to do. You get a good workout and you get a good sweat and then all of a sudden things seem to like pop in clearer. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So those those things are uh, they're important. The, the good conversation, having your outlet and not and knowing that you're not the only one going whatever, whatever you're going through, you're not the only one. Right. And even everybody, everyone has uh, different things that may be kind of getting uh, getting to them. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we can all come together and say, you know what? This is getting to you. This is getting to me. And just to be able to talk about it, I can help you. You can help right. this person. That person can help me. And it it always goes around the room that somebody has something to say to help the next brother, mm-hmm. and and that's what's important. Yeah, is that has that been a common has that been a common theme when you when you do these men group uh, yeah, yeah. these men's groups is that a common theme like one like once the ball gets rolling everything yeah. seems to just everything seems to just free flow from there it just goes because we we have our topics that we would like to discuss mm-hmm. and um. They're always, you know, dead on. And then it's, it's amazing because even after the even after the sessions, when we're just, you know, hanging out, eating lunch, the conversation continues. And it's like just it's just it's men building men. You have good dialect, good, good dialogue with different guys. Right. And you see what's going on. You see what helped them in their walks and um, what helped them get a, a promotion at work. Right. And this person was trying to get a promotion. It's even small things like that. You yeah. you know, you don't know how to. um uh, of if your kid is not um, responding the way you would like when you say certain things, this person had that issue two years ago and this worked out for him and this mm-hmm. and that. you know, so you'd be surprised once you speak. If you get six men together, you can cover a lot. You can that's cover a lot. Get about six men. Yeah. And that's and that's gotta be that's gotta be our history as black men. That that, that has to be like the history of black men. There's there's no way you could have gone we could have gone through what we've gone through without consoling with each other. Absolutely. There's no way, especially yeah. during like the, the the Reconstruction era when like okay you were you were free so to speak mm-hmm. and you could build your own communities, but but you know there were these other things going on, and I'm sure that you had to yeah you had to be able to commune with other people yes to get you to get you through things yeah and it's important that we hold one another accountable yeah is you know we can't coddle there's no there's no room for coddling yeah. So we we you want to you want to build a brother you you want to just you don't want to just knock somebody down, but we have to hold one another accountable. And that's one thing. Um, like you saw how me and Damien are when we when we coach, mm-hmm. people say, "Oh man, they they argue, they they fuss." And it's like, yeah, yeah. we hold we hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm. And it's like if we write down that this is our mission, this is what we want to do. If you see me veering away, you got to call me on that. Yeah. Because minor things turn into major things. Absolutely. So if we, if that minor thing can keep us from that vision, mm-hmm. so it's like if you once you write that thing down, you got to stick to the script. And if you're not sticking to the script, I'm going to hold you accountable. You hold me accountable. You remind me of those things. Yeah. And it's like if I don't, if I don't agree, is John, I don't agree, but I still support you. 
Right. But I'm, I'm letting you know that I just don't agree with you, but I'm still supporting you. Still supporting and maybe you. down the line, you're going to say, wow, why did he agree with me? You may see things a little bit differently. Right. Or you may still do this thing the same way, but I was honest with you. Right. I don't agree at this time for, right. for this for this reason, but I'm still supporting you. Right. And, and that's it's important. And it's information you can always log away. I mean, you can always yeah. log that information away. I think we we tend to forget that, you know, that, you know, just because I didn't agree with you now. Yes. Doesn't mean that in the future. So, oh, wait a minute. Eric had this idea about doing this. Let's let, let, let's explore this. Maybe let's revisit can, that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's revisit that. We can go back to it. Nothing. Nothing set in. And concrete. Everybody, yeah. I, everybody thinks everything needs to like land on the extreme, and like that's it. That's, that's it. Okay, that's boom. It. That's it. That's how we are. He's racist. That's it. He don't that's like it. black people. So that's it. He's done forever. You know. You know. Yeah. I was talking with uh, I was talking with uh, with Ed the other day, mm-hmm. um, and he was talking about um, when they uh, he was part of a group that uh, that got the Christopher Wallace um, Christopher Wallace Way uh, put on okay. in Brooklyn. And the person that shot it down said that, well, you know, he was a criminal and, you know, just a petty criminal and thief and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they had to say, oh, yes, he was. He was. He was that. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to got to give room for somebody to redeem themselves. Yes. To be bigger than that. If we just, you know, if, if we're all held to like our worst moment, well, then. Yeah. We all it. were something. Yes. We and all some, did something. Yes. So you have to have empathy, compassion for the next person. Right. And say, so, you know what? He was this, but he became that. Yeah. And and that's what you're you're looking to um to reward. Yeah, you're looking to reward that growth. And who knows? We might mess up again. Yeah. You know, that's 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 life. I we're mean, human, we're, exactly. We're human. <laughs> you know, I I never thought I would be at this. At, I never thought I would be at a point in my life where I would look at. I'm I'm 52. Mm-hmm. I'm 52, but I'm not I'm not scared of of 62. Yeah, correct. You know what I mean? Yes. Like when I was 32, I was scared to death of 42. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh my God, am I going to make it? I, I, used, I thought I was going to be dead by like 45, you know? <laughs> but even now, now at this age, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to like yes. plowing ahead. I'm looking yes. forward to these things that are coming along and they're Absolutely. going to be challenges. And you kind of say, okay, well, okay, this is a setback. How are we going to, you know, how are we going to regroup from this? You know, yeah. how are we going to move yeah. forward? It's, it's as simple as that. Uh, Clint Eastwood on Heartbreak Ridge is it? You got to, what is uh improvise, adapt, and overcome. There you go. That, that's <laughs> and that's like every day. That's every it is. Day. It is. You, you set your game plan. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I, I refer to football almost all the time because football, you scout a team, you review the film, you get your game plan set. You know what you like to do. You know what they want to. You mm-hmm. get your game plan set. But after that first hit, sometimes you got to modify things. There you go. It's as simple okay. as that. You know what? I planned this, but this may not be working out. Yeah. So I got to adjust. That's it. We're going to do this and we're going to keep on going. Sports is so, such a great analogy for that, too. Yeah. Sports is such a great analogy. for it. It, it, It's a shame that people are looking at this. Going back to the thing I said about not letting men be men, it's, it, it's kind of like a shame that people are looking at that as sort of like this is a problem with men because they sort of like get together and beat up on each other. And it's kind of like, <laughs> no, that's kind of that in a way, that's kind of like what you need. You kind of need people to do that because that's how you yeah. learn to, that's how, that's you, how learn. you learn to do things. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how you learn to, to, you know, it might look like just like simple X's and O's, but no, it's a game plan. It's with a goal. It's, yes. It's, you know, you have, you know, it's like, you need, you need a little bit of patience. You need yes. to know when to put the foot on the gas. You need to know when to dial it back. Yep. You need to know when to say, okay, this ain't working. Let's go ahead and do something else. Yes. Oh, I 
you were the right person for the job. Okay, maybe you're not the right person. For yes. The job. Let's get do something. All of that stuff can be translated into business, into economics. Absolutely. It's strategy and it's structure. Yeah. Well, it's, it's structure first, it's structure, then it's strategy, and then it's adjustments. And those same principles, like you said, that's in our everyday life. And that's that's one thing I, I really enjoyed. Um, more so once we got to Rosedale, um, coaching the defense, we, we had the kids calling the game. Mm-hmm. Once once we find that kid, it's like, you know, the, the Jamil and kids like that. Yeah. It's like, once you see this, you call that. Uh, Tehran. Tehran was good right. with that with, with Pony Black. I, he he wasn't even a, one of the big time players at, before that time, but he had it up here and he had yeah. it right here. So yeah. it was like, that's my guy. Yeah. He has a mind and he has heart. So yeah. I know whatever I said, say to this kid, he's going to see it and he's not afraid to go after it. Yeah. And, and, he he's was got a, and you've given him confidence too. Yeah. And he yeah. was a leader. So once he saw things, it would just be boom, 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 boom. He was 12 years old calling the defense of critical games the next year mm-hmm. with uh with Kalechi. Oh most yeah. of the most of our best defensive games was games that Kalechi called. We'd go over the game plan. I would give him I would give him the script on offensive practice day and say I need you to learn this when we do defensive practice the, the next practice you have to know these calls. And he will come back he and he will back. know everything. We will be in a game. I'm on the sideline just watching. Mm-hmm. Now if I I could also, you know, of course, I could wave anything off, but he is on the field, and the kids they felt excited because one of them was was calling yeah, everything. Yeah. So they were, and you would see him getting people in order, lining people up. They were so involved, and it's like they realized if we take the structure, we take the strategy, we can execute this. We can be successful. Now mm-hmm. it's going to be resistance. That's normal, but we're going to keep doing what we're doing because we believe in it. Right. And if you take that approach with life, yeah, it's going to be resistance, but I believe in this, so I'm going to keep doing it. So I'm going to keep doing it, yeah. And when you're successful, you you, you still you do it more. It's the relentless pursuit <clears throat> of excellence. I'm yeah. going to keep this. I'm going to keep doing this thing no matter what. I'm going to be excellent at this thing, yeah. no matter what the resistance is. That's amazing. And, uh, and it's amazing. It's amazing when you find that kid too. Yeah, it's amazing when you find it's like I don't know something like something gets introduced to him and all of a sudden just a light bulb goes off. The light bulb, Every, yep. Everything just makes sense all of a sudden. And yeah, it just it's it, it's amazing. And there's the and there's those things you said you said it's hard. There's some. I, it, it's amazing to see that in kids. You know, it's amazing to see that that kid that just has got a little bit more guts than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's the thing you can't you can't teach that. You yeah, can't te- I, I can't teach you to be to be brave. I can't yeah. teach you to be. You know, to be courageous. You know? I can only bring it out, but yeah. it has to be in you. It has to be in you, and it's yeah. usually not your, like you said, it's usually not your best athlete. It's usually not your best, your yeah. most talented kid. It's usually like somebody who's got, you know, maybe they're a little bit smarter, and and but they just there's a ticker in them that says, nope, I'm not being beat. I'm not yeah. being beat today. I'm not. Yep, yeah, I'm not going for it. <laughs> it's amazing. It's ama- It's amazing when you see that. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I was a better coach than that because I wish I could have found. I think I could have found a couple more. Well, you, it's, it's not even, it's not even, you, first of all, you was a good coach, great coach. But the, 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 Thank the, you. But. <laughs> but you know what? The thing that's interesting with that is uh, we, I always felt that, um, you know, because as a coach, you don't know everything. Right. But it was like, once we got the roles there, it was like a fresh beginning. So I was able to reflect more on the things I didn't do as a coach with the rifles that I coached. E. It's like, you know what? This kid could have been better if I did this. 
This kid could have been better if I said this. You know what? He did have a little bit of heart, but maybe I discouraged him. I didn't bring, I didn't say something the right way. Yeah. So it was like by the time we got whole new group of kids, it was like a clean slate. And it's like we had a we had a motto: whoever come through the gate, we're gonna make that kid a good football player. That's yeah. it. Whoever come through the gate, and that was our approach with, and that way you spend the proper amount of time with everybody. And whoever is naturally a little bit more gifted, they're going to shine. They're going to shine, yeah. the average kid is going to be better than he would have been had you only just focused on those, quote, unquote, the, the, the studs. The studs, right. right. And, and that was it. And then you realize that, wait a minute, this kid is, he's good for this. This kid is good for that. And then you hear the questions they begin to ask. And it's like, okay, he was thinking about that. And sometimes you ask, well, what made you think about that? Mm-hmm. Oh, because I was, you said this two weeks ago, and I saw the kid do so-and-so-and-so. And it's like, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, I done forgot what I said. But it, <laughs> yeah. You mentioned and, um, Dame. How, how, how is Dame doing? I haven't, I haven't seen him in a he's minute. He's good. I spoke to him about uh, about two or three weeks ago. Now he's good. Okay. Yeah. Is, he, is he still in Jersey? Still in Jersey, yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, so all is well. Oh, nice. That's good to hear. I saw him, uh, what is this? This is oh, maybe about a year ago. Like we bumped into each other in the Long Island Railroad. Okay. Yeah, and he was all all lawyered up in the suit. He's like, oh, ooh, I forgot. <laughs> oh man. Uh, do um do um now now in the now that we are in the land of COVID, you know what? Um, I don't know. Do, do, do you find yourself doing like investing? Uh you went back and started DJing again. You know what? You did um, a few of those, and I was so happy to see you do that. Yeah, I, you know, I was working nice. on another one because I haven't done one. I think June 5th was the last one. But it's since been I've been while, back yeah. to work, it's been tough. So I, I started working on a few mixes. So I, I want to do it again. Uh, basically, mm-hmm. people was hitting me up like, you need to come back. I'm like, man, I, I'm done. I'm not, you know, I'm not. <laughs> but they they wouldn't they wouldn't let it go. And I'm but like, you got yeah, all, but you had all the crates. You got all the equipment. Everything. Was no, still I there. had nothing. Oh, you had nothing. All I had. I can't always kept my turntables. OK. Because I, I worked at Kennedy Airport when I was 18, just uh-huh. to buy my turntables. Okay. So no matter what, I would I'll keep those things up. for life. Okay. Those are gonna so be always at my turntables. Um I, I gave all my records away. I think I some maybe at my parents' house, but all you know, a friend of mine got I could have got the records back. But um it was basically with the technology, everything was on a laptop. And on a laptop. That. So I just bought a um uh, uh, a Serato mixer. Okay. You know, entry level, nothing too crazy. Had to learn how to do everything, and um, I already had a lot of uh, a lot of my main music already had on iTunes, so I had to get like instrumentals and acapella. So a few DJs they they hooked me up with some music, and um, once I started mixing, it felt it felt good to be it back on the ones and twos. <laughs> <laughs> and I was a little nervous. I said, "Man, going live is tough." <laughs> you get the critics. Absolutely, you get the, you get the critics and you get the requests. I'm like, oh, what are you going to go to Melissa Morgan? What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm like, chill. I've been away for 15 years. I've been, I've been, I haven't done this in 15 years. Let me just uh-huh. work at my own pace with what I'm trying to work with. <laughs> it was nice. So many people started doing that. So many, like, uh, even even like accomplished DJs and whatnot realized yeah, that yeah. there was some value in just, you know, just just do this and give it out to people. Just, that's it. That's it. It was. And, and that's what it was. It was, it was just a refreshing, um, a refreshing escape. From from where we are, mm-hmm. you know, 
And it was like, oh, going back, get to back to some of them old jams. See DJ Dog Time. You didn't refer to yourself. You weren't E no more. You were DJ Dog Time. <laughs> yes, yes. Absolutely. Was, it, was, it was cool. It, it, was, it was just nice. I hope you do some more of that, man. Yeah, I certainly plan to. I certainly plan to. Nice. It, it was good. Good uh, good feedback. And it, the thing I like about it is that, you know, when, you, when you're playing the songs and you see in the comments, oh, I remember this song. I was doing this. I was at yeah. the Coliseum. I had these clothes on. And it's just all good memories. All it is. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this song. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It is. You know, it's it, it it's amazing how it's amazing what memory does. Like memory sort of like shields all of that. You know, because I'm sure there was some negative stuff going on with yes. everybody at those times. But you yes. kind of like you kind of like forget about it. You know. Yeah. You yeah. kind of like you, you, whatever it was, you toughed it out that got you here. That's and it. And now, like your brain says, you know what? I'm gonna like fizzle those away. I'm just yeah. gonna give you the good stuff. The good stuff. I'm yep. gonna give you the good stuff when you heard this song, when you were messing with this chick, and when you, you know. Going to the Chinese store or whatever, and this, yeah, you know, all yeah. that, all, all that good stuff that you can look back, look back yeah. at your history, and put a smile on your face. That's it. So it, it was certainly a positive experience. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's good, man. I hope you do some more of it. I wonder, I wonder what kids are going to look at. <clears throat> I look at um, uh, my two kids, and I say to myself, when they get as old as we are, when they get in their late forties and fifties, mm -hmm. what are they going to look at a twenty-year-old and say, "Ah, oh, yeah, but you didn't." You know, you didn't know yeah. about this dude, or you didn't know about that dude. I'm kind of <laughs> curious as to what that conversation is going to be. That's true. That's true. You know, so I'm like, well, who can you listen? Because I, I, I can't listen to today's music. I can't it take it. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts. I'm like, you like this dude? And and that's one of the things that led to me just walking away from DJing. It's like, I just didn't like the music at all anymore. Mm. I just, and it's like, I didn't want to just, just keep doing old school, so to speak. Yeah. And it's like, once I did my favorite joints, that's 11 CDs. Then I did the Blend Factory, which is like 52 blends on one CD. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. That's it. I, I already did it. I'm not going to keep, I can't keep playing. I can't keep making new CDs. It's already out. That's it's it. It's already I'm out. I, did. I don't like anything new. I'm done. And it was like, uh, yeah. But this this music is I, I go to like um like kids baby showers and I'm hearing this music and it's it's just not sitting well with my spirit. Yeah. And it's I said not. It's, it's not even like a church thing. I said it's it's just not because I can still play rock him, I can still play Kane and, mm -hmm. and and I'm good, you know, the 90s dudes, and and I'm I feel I'm I'm good. Yeah. But this new stuff, I'm like, I don't I don't want my grandkids playing. That I don't want that vibe in their spirit. It's not good. Yeah, it just, yeah, it just there's something that just doesn't feel right about it. I don't yeah. know, man. It's just, I, you know, I've spoken to a couple of DJs who were, and a couple of them said some things that I thought were kind of interesting. They said one of the things is that they said that our generation are unfair critics mm -hmm. because we were sort of at the dawn of 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 like hip hop. And I guess in, 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 in the, the evolution of, uh, of R&B. Yes. So we kind of we kind of were at the genesis of things. OK. And so we didn't you know, we didn't know what was good. You know, mm -hmm. when we were 18, 19 years old, we didn't know what was good. But we just heard new new different things. And as we heard them, we were able to sort of like dissect. OK, this is what's good. That's what's good. OK. This is trash. This is blah, 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 blah. blah. And so we, we basically made it up uh -huh. as we went along. And now we have this sort of like sophisticated palette. Uh -huh. When we hear something else, it's like, what is this garbage? This is not, you know, this is not, you know, like you said, this isn't Rakim. You know, this isn't AZ. Yeah. You know, this isn't Keith Sweat. This isn't, come on, man. Yeah. What is this? 
Oh boy, and and that's what it comes to because you, <clears throat> I listen to these. I can't even listen to the to the artists. No disrespect, but I don't hear like the Alexander O'Neill, that good yeah. singer, the, the Lilo Thomas, the Freddie yeah. Jackson. Is yeah. you know forget a, forget about the talent level of a Michael Jackson and Prince. Well, You're not going to even bring that into the equation. That, that's not going to happen again. Yeah, and then you take the real good R and B, and Damien said this. I had to laugh. He said they had to make a whole new genre for legitimate R and B, which is neo soul. Yeah. So all all of the, the real yeah. singers, they had to quote unquote go get shifted to the neo soul genre because it's not it wasn't even R and B, and it's like they're just R and B singers. Yeah. And it's it's amazing, but because they're not with the with the junk, so to speak, I, I don't know. It's I don't know. I I just I just can't get with it. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I, the, I think you got to find good music. I, I don't think I don't think you can just I don't you know, you can't turn on the radio anymore and find good music. Correct. You have to like like some of the most popular people aren't even getting played like they have their own. They have their own fan base. Yeah, you know, they have their own online connection. <clears throat> do it through they do it through twitter they do it through their own individual websites yeah and like i don't need to i don't need to to get you know radio play because yeah. they, they got that instant feedback from their fans they put something yes. out their fans like it fine they give them you know some more of that yes absolutely keep doing it and i don't need you know i don't need a record deal i don't need this yeah kind of that, you know because I, I started listening to um alex isley okay one of the isley brothers uh, daughter She's a very good singer. She has about maybe four or five albums out. Four and one, albums? Yes. Albums? Yes, wow. albums. I, I can't remember how I stumbled upon her, um, but she's very good. Um, also, uh, Lindsay Webster. I, have, I heard her on, uh, I think I was playing Watercolors on Sirius, and they play her from time to time. She's a very good artist. She has about three or four albums out. Mm -hmm. uh, Lindsay Webster, very good vocalist. Um, then, of course, like the Robert Glasper. Uh, okay. Harris Martin, uh, one mm -hmm. of my favorite that, that died, uh, Roy Hargrove with the jazz. So, Roy I, Hargrove I, died? yeah, Roy Hargrove passed away. He died uh, last year, I want to say about October. No, how did I miss this? Yeah, September. Because I, I know I went to a um, we went to a my wife took me to a Roy Hargrove tribute for my birthday in December. They had uh -huh. a tribute, he had, he had passed like recently. And then this year, uh, Robert Glasper did a tribute. Um, oh my God. He did a tribute at the at Bruno. Yeah. Oh, Ray Hargrove passed away. Oh my goodness. How did he pass away? Was it like what? Oh. Yeah, it was uh, the OD. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yep. You hate hearing that. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I play artists. I, I like those artists. Yeah. You know, quality singers, quality musicians, creative, mm -hmm. you know. Can't find them. They're not being played anymore. Yeah. You can't find, I, don't know, far between. I don't know where you would go to find music. Like, <laughs> like, where do you go to, to, to you know, like, like, you remember the days when everybody would get together and just listen to music? Mm -hmm. like, Yo, I got this new album. Come on. Over <laughs> Come over to the crib and we'll all like listen to it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess they just share everything. I guess they like. Yo, check this out. I guess they find it on YouTube and, and I guess so. You know? Yeah. Because the only way, the only way I found out about a lot of artists would be like if I go on um, I guess Apple Music, you do like Robert Glasper Radio, and they'll play artists similar, play to him. similar to him. Okay. Yeah. Even a girl, uh, her, mm -hmm. H E R, whatever. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. You know, she's a very good artist, and she has like about a couple albums out now. But mm -hmm. 
it's like artists like that, they're not in the main, they're not in the forefront. And right. it's like, according to their ability, you would think that they would be. Right. But I guess because they're not fitting in with what's going on right now, they're not getting the uh, the attention. And I, and I guess it's so easy. Well, I shouldn't say easy, but I guess it's just you, you can create your own lane, I think, prob <clears throat> probably better now than what you could have done maybe 25, 30 years ago. That's true. You can create your lane in which you can do your thing and find people who enjoy your thing. Yeah. And, and let that build up. Yeah. So if, you know, if a music company does come at you, you know, your retort is, OK, well, I got a million people liking my stuff. Mm -hmm. So that check needs to be a little bit bigger than what you, you know, what you. Know yeah. And, See, but and, the problem with that is the only problem within that is more so nowadays you look for streaming. So they mm -hmm. don't get the high volume of streams. And also with the COVID, they don't get a chance to tour. Yeah, touring is where you make your money. Yeah, they do all of these shows in these smaller settings, mm -hmm. and they're able to, you know, they have a residence here, they have a residence there, yeah. and they can stay somewhere, and they can they can make their money that way. But with this situation, they haven't been able to do that. Like Lindsay Webber, she'll go live on Facebook, mm -hmm. and um, hope, hope I guess hope to generate revenue that way. But it's it's been it's been tough for, her, and a lot of artists like that. Most artists probably like yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's got to be tough. It's got to be tough for them. Got to be tough. Definitely. I mean, I don't know what they're doing with sports. I don't know if athletes are going to be playing or not, or like a bunch of dudes are like deciding they're going to opt out of playing. Yeah. And, and whatnot. So I don't know. If, I don't know if sports is going to happen. Yeah. I, I, I keep, you know, they keep like, I'll, I like, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, mm -hmm. you know, but I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to happen. You got Kyrie Irving. You got Kyrie Irving who says he'd rather do <laughs> Black Lives Matter stuff than, than play. In the NBA, it's kind of like, like, bro, you know, you can do both, right? You don't have to, like, you don't have to do one or the other. Either or, right? You, you can do both. Yeah, and I, I tell you, one thing I noticed with my sons playing uh, arena ball, like their season was supposed to start in uh, late March, April. Oh, so okay. it got pushed back to the summer. Then they just it got canceled. The season is done. And it's one thing I like about going to the arena games. As you go to the arena games, okay, so that's more people playing football. You have refs. You have the vendors in the stadiums. You have the security. So, so many people are employed. Right. They're working. That that are working. Mm -hmm. That they know every year, okay, the season's going to start. I'm going to have this job, be it their, their summer gig or their extra gig. Or now that gig is, is not there. Yeah. So, the, a lot of people are hurting, you know, on in that aspect of the sports. Right. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people. I mean, I... I I've saw I've seen some athletes like take care of of you know like people who like ticket vendors and, and, yes, and stuff yes. like that and, and and that's always good to see but I don't know man it's just you got to get those people to work yeah yeah it's you, tough you got to get those people to work I mean that's always going to be a tough thing but you got to you got to get people to work and it just and it bothers me like it, it baseball ticked me off I mean I, I love baseball <laughs> yeah I mean you guys are arguing over money I mean come on man just it's a little bit more important than that right now. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah. Can you just can you just do it and then just figure it out later? You yeah. Know? Can you just do when the you logistics can be worked out? Yeah. Just say 50-50 split. Okay, fine. If we make a dollar, owners get fifty. You it's get simple. fifty. And it's let's, let's do it. And we'll base way. it on that. Yep. Yeah. And let's do it that way. And then if you want to like file a lawsuit at the end of the season, okay, fine, we'll do it. At, so be it. Yeah. It's, it's just, not that serious. And it was so hard to get involved with that too because I was like. These are millionaires yelling at billionaires. Yeah, so I've got no dog in this fight. I'm not, 
Let me know when y'all done. Yeah, let me know when y'all done. You know, because then I, because now what's what's gonna ha- what's gonna be interesting? What happens next year? Yeah. Like when it's okay, everything's good. Like who's gonna like now fork out their money? You know, because like yeah. people who love sports, they'll you know they'll do their overtime on the week because yeah, I'm gonna take my yes. kids to the game and stuff. Yes. So mm-hmm. is there gonna be any more of that going on? Are we? That's true. Are people gonna start coming back? Are people gonna look at this and say, hey, you guys were kind of selfish? Yeah, so now I'm good with what I'm doing. I think this last season, I'm going to continue to do this thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be interesting to see that changes. Very. What else is going to change? I don't know what else is going to change. I guess everything's changing. Yeah. Everything's changed. I think this is like a big, hard look at ourselves. And and Mm -hmm. sort of, I think if COVID did anything, it kind of like showed us where the cracks were. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. As what things are really important, Mm -hmm. you know? So, uh, yeah. I, what I did not realize, and I always knew this, but I didn't realize it was to this level. Like how much, how much crap we get from China? Yeah, <laughs> like we get all of the, uh, like saline bags. We get saline bags from China. I looked up how to make saline bags, mm-hmm. and I'm like, we can't make saline <laughs> bags. <laughs> I mean, come on, like why? Like how have we? I mean, in, in many ways, China's got us by the short hairs, man. Well, you know you what? Know. With with their labor rules, they're able to do things a lot cheaper. Yeah. And ultimately, if, if a company can get a, a thousand of something for sixteen dollars yeah. from them, they don't want to. They don't want to pay um, sixty to get yeah. it done here. And our laws allow them to do that. Yes. That's so they can take advantage of. of they both. can take advantage. They can take yep. advantage of the freedoms that you have if you own the company here. Yes. When you can get Chinese labor to, to go ahead and do it cheaper. Yep. So. So we'll see. Yeah, but that's but I, I just I just look look down this whole list of all this stuff, all the antibodies we get from China, all the medicines that's ridiculous that get from China, and I'm like, yo, we gotta start doing some of this stuff ourselves. Yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. You know? It's kind of like the person is always going to get fast food. Mm-hmm. You know, you got at some point you gotta learn how to cook. At some point, you know, yep. COVID is gonna teach you how to cook. Yes, you know. You can make a burger in the house. You can, you can, roast it. You can take a chicken. I told a friend of mine, I said, look, dude, just take a chicken, stick it in the oven and turn it on. Yeah. And in 45 minutes, you got dinner. That's all. That's it. You have to do nothing else. Just stick it in the oven. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You got it. But people, but people also scared, too. I mean, I know some people. Like, my wife gives me crap. if I, I'm a big, like, I'm not going to wear my mask guy mm-hmm. like i'll take it and i have and i have it and i'll mm-hmm. wear it you know but i act like i'm gonna be tough and say i'm not gonna wear my mask <laughs> you know my wife gets on me for like not you know saying i'm not gonna wear my mask and stuff but there's some there's some people who are legitimately like scared yeah of like just like walking outside <laughs> and thinking they're gonna catch something <laughs> yeah it's, it's 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 the fear of the unknown yeah you know because some people say, I, I, I don't think I'm going to catch it. And some people say, if I catch it, I'm, I'm not going to die. I don't have any underlying health issues. I don't. And it's like, you never know. My, my yeah. whole thing is uh, I make sure I have it on when I should. If I'm if I'm not going to be in a, in a closed space, you know, around other people, this and yeah. that, I have it on. Other than I practice, you know, precaution, I practice the proper measures, yeah. uh, keep my hands clean, sanitize, don't touch my face, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, one thing I started doing, which I should have been doing anyway, is when I come home, I come in through the garage and I, I my all my clothes come off right there. But as a construction oh, okay. as a construction work, I should have been doing that anyway. 
Okay, so you were just trouncing through the house and your construction it's going, Yeah, and then sometimes you, you it's an hour later. I'm taking the garbage out. I'm doing this. So I'm walking through the, you know, not that I'm dirty, uh-huh. but it's like I had those clothes on on the railroad, on the subway, on the site. I'm, I'm crawling around under the desk while I'm in mechanical room. And then uh-huh. I'm walking around my house with those clothes on. And it's like, so like I said, so, so some of the things I should have been doing anyway, uh-huh. I had to make sure I do it every day. It's, it's not an option. So uh, that's that's one big thing. And of course, you know, uh, having sanitizer right at the door. So the moment you come in, before you even get to the bathroom, wash your hands, yeah. at least stay sanitized like right then and there. And, um, you know, just just small things like that. And just try to be uh, aware of, of what you're doing, you know. Right. Right. I had a friend of mine who's a sanitation worker and uh, he said he learned the hard way to uh, like when you come home, don't come in the front. Don't come in the front door. Uh, don't bring your clothes in with the, and don't, he would like wash his clothes with all the other clothes. No. <laughs> and all the clothes smelled like sanitation clothes. <laughs> wow. So yeah. That, that, yeah, that wasn't a good thing. That yeah, that's, a, that's a whole know. separate load. <laughs> mm-hmm. How about when you, when you left Rosedale, did you do any coaching after that? Or you just, you, you no, were done after no. that? No, no. Basically the, the thing with that is all about timing. Cause I know um, that uh, my last year, my last year at Rosedale, my son Robert was he's he's playing um he was a sophomore. Eric was academically ineligible. Okay. And Robert was a sophomore. He got moved up to varsity. Okay. So and you know, Virginia Beach, they was at that time Virginia was like the number seven rated uh state as far as football recruits. Football recruits, yeah. So you know, I'm I'm going down there's like five thousand people and it's like real deal, Friday night lights. So I'm going down there on Friday nights. And I'm rushing back home to be at, at Brookville Park Saturday morning. Yeah. And it's is. like, I need to be able to be with my sons and, and get through that whole weekend and talk to them and guide them. Yeah. And um, one of my one of my son's uh, friends, he was a senior, uh, Byron Parker, his father pulled me to the side and said, your, your, your son is good, but you need to have him work with a personal trainer. So at that time, this guy named Anthony Stringford, he's still training. He had just trained um, EJ Manuel. Okay. Yeah, so my son was working out with EJ Manuel like at, at during that time, and it was like I have to make sure that I'm I'm giving my sons the attention that they need because, yeah. like I said, I had one son whose grades he wasn't even playing ball, and the other son he may have something a good future right there. So I have to make sure we you know all the um the proper attention is given to him. Right. So I got to make sure they both playing. And I got to make sure they both doing whatever they got to do because I'm I'm watching uh, down there every Friday night. The news is only the news is only 15 minutes because the second 15 minutes, <laughs> the second 15 minutes is high school football. <laughs> Hampton Rose, John, John, I can't. I, I was blown away. Oh, I was man. blown away. We if forget you, what high school sports are like outside of New yeah. York, man. We just we know we have no idea. We have no idea. We have no idea. This, this was the routine. <clears throat> Uh, Friday night, the you know the game. They say it starts at seven o'clock. It ends at ten o'clock. But I time I take them to their house, they get their stuff. We will go get like Chinese food or Sonic, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Try to be at the hotel before eleven o'clock because by eleven fifteen, the news is off, and we watch all the highlights. We want to see their highlights. You want to see all the Hampton Roads. And I'm watching these highlights, and they saying, "Yeah, this guy committed to Boston College. Yeah, this guy committed to this school. This, you know, Percy had just graduated like two years prior." Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's like you like wait a minute it's like that down here and it was like yeah and i had no idea wow and i'm like i have to get involved in this so meanwhile i'm watching the news 
And it was like, okay, I got to get to sleep because I got to get up at three in the morning and head back, and head back <laughs> to New York. Yo, we, <laughs> I'm telling you. That'll make you a man. That'll make you a mean person. Yeah, yeah. That makes you a mean person. And it was like, and Damien was going to law school in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. I so that, yeah. I'm back and forth to Virginia. He's commuting from Jersey. And it's like, you know what? We can't we do, just, this, we can't do this no more. I'm tapping out. That's it. I'm, t- I'm tapping out. <laughs> and, and Coach Vince, he just started his company. It's probably real estate. So it was like, you know what? We we gave it our all for these two years at this organization. Yeah. We did it for six years there. And we just have to, you know, we got to do different things right now. Yeah. And um, as far as I know, neither one of us never coached again. It was just, you know. And I was able to be at my son's games and not have to nice. get up early in the morning. Got to get them up early too to take them back home and all of it. Yeah, you know, it, it wasn't good. So um, that's good. That's good. Yeah, Virginia yeah. is like Virginia. I remember when when Jamil left and he left New York to go to Virginia, and he, he and he commented on like the whole different world that it is. Yeah, I was I was his highlights too because they was at, <laughs> they was in school at the same time. Okay, I was, I was he played for uh. I yeah, the truckers. Yeah, Churchland. Yep. Churchland, excuse me. Churchland. Yeah, church, the truck. I would see him on the um, on the highlights, mm-hmm. and it's like, yo, what's real down here? So, so I say, okay, the eleventh to twelfth grade, I got to get more involved. Even on a, on the academic side, I was emailing their guidance counselor like every other week. Mm-hmm. Like, what do I have to do as a parent to make sure that they they get their grades right? They do this, they do that, and we were we would correspond and, and this and that and. It's like okay, if if I was coaching, I wouldn't be able to do this right now. Right, right. And it's like I got I coaching other people is beautiful working with young men, but I have to take care of mine right now. Yeah, exactly. I can't let that slip. And um, because that makes yeah. you a hypocrite. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so that that was pretty much it. So it worked out good. Um, they was they were both able to get scholarships. They went you know to a JUCO and went to a Division two, a very good school, mm-hmm. Seton Hill. And um, yeah, yeah, very, very good experience. Nice, man. Very good experience. Nice, congratulations. Appreciate that. Thank you so congratulations, much. Congratulations, man. Raised two good young boys, and not, and you're, and the reward is now you get to be a granddad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you get to be a granddad. E, I'm gonna let you get out of here, man. I really appreciate you doing this, man. It was a good I appreciate chat with the you. opportunity, man. This is a beautiful thing. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Maybe we'll do it again sometime. All right. Sounds good to me. E, you be good, man. Appreciate you taking the time, Eric doing some great work, man. First with uh, kids at Rosedale, and now with the men groups uh, affiliated uh, with your church. Keep it up, brother. Keep it up. And let's see some more of that, uh, that DJ dog time. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm kind of looking forward to that. Man. I hope that comes through. Also, we do have to, uh, or I have to, uh, make a correction. You mentioned uh, uh, the passing of uh, jazz musician Roy Hargrove uh, in 2018. I think he said uh, he died of an OD, but that's, uh, I was mistaken, or we were mistaken. Uh, it seems like he passed away uh, as a result of kidney failure. Cardiac arrest as a result of his kidney failure, so I apologize for that. Uh, and definitely don't want to disrespect the name of Mr. Roy Hargrove. Once again, E, thank you. And thank you for listening. Check us again next time on John's Lonely Podcast. Peace.